There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the USA Network and the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 8 of the event series, The Purge. Okay. That took a turn I wasn't expecting. Exactly. I was really surprised by the end of this episode. Actually, a couple things really surprised me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. All right. I'm not even going to go into it right now because (laughs) I will, like, go off on a rant. So let's talk about ratings news you got for us. All right. Episode 8. Brought in a 0.32 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.931 million viewers, making it the sixth overall cable show for the day. Not too bad. First time it's been under 1 million, though. Yeah, that's kind of weird, but there's like so much stuff going on right now. Right. Halloween parties and such. But we well, also have the, some... Uh, the playoffs. Live... Yeah, and the playoffs, exactly. Yeah. We got Live Plus 3 for Episode 6, tied for 21st in Adults 18 to 49, going from a 0.4 to a 0.8, for an increase of 200%. Nice. Yeah, great increase. I should have looked and saw what the other numbers were, because that's only 21st, but it is Live Plus 3. So, also a Live Plus 7 for Episode 5, tied for 8th in Adults 18 to 49 total gain, going from that a 0.4 to a 0.9 for an increase of 0.5. It was 17th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, increasing by 125%. It was 7th in total viewers total gain, going from 0.930 to 2.123 for an increase of 1.193 million viewers. Holy cow. Yeah. And tied for sixth in total viewers percentage gain, increasing by 128%. Event series, my (laughs) (laughs) There's no way when you're getting live plus seven of hitting two million viewers, you're bringing this back. Well, plus, I feel like they've hinted at things that can happen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I definitely look forward to more. They haven't announced anything or anything. No, they haven't. You know, anything like that. So we know nothing. We're just kind of hoping that we get more because of the way this is going. Right. Oh, yikes. All right. Well, why don't you start us off? I'd say nice and easy. But I mean, was anything this episode nice and easy? No. All right. Episode eight. The giving time is here. Lila grapples with rejection. Miguel and... Penelope seek the safety of the cantina. Let's start off with Rick and Jenna. Of course, in the last episode, Rick began to ponder Lila's true intentions in terms of what she wants regarding Jenna and the baby. And he was right to be 
wondering that because it turns out that Lila wants to live happily ever after with Jenna and the baby while Rick is removed from the picture. Yeah. And some of the stuff Lila just starts spouting later, it's like, Lila, I think you're a little confused. Yeah. Now, of course, she believes her plan will work, but when she brings up the idea to Jenna, not gonna happen. Jenna tells her that their relationship is over. I was surprised. Yeah, actually, I was too, because just before Lila showed up, Rick and Jenna weren't in a real good place. I mean, they had just had that big fight, and Jenna basically tells Rick that she wants her old Rick back, not this Rick that he's become. And you would think that, yeah, they kind of made up a little bit, but you got to prove it to me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and and just, I don't know if it was because of the way Lila was acting that Jenna's like, you know what? No. We have to cut this off, and we're we're not moving forward with anything. We're not taking money. We're not doing any of this. What happened, happened, but this is it. Right. The past is the past. Yeah. And there ain't going to be no future. And, of course, this devastates Lila, but she is undeterred in her mission to win Jenna over. So instead of trying to convince Jenna to love her, Lila decides to remove Rick from the picture to make the decision easier. Oh my gosh. I was really, I was like, what is she doing? Right. Like offering him all this money. I was expecting Jenna to walk up behind and hear this. Right. And I mean, I didn't expect Rick to be like, yeah, sure. Give me 20 million. I'll leave. Right. But I really (laughs) thought like, she would hear this and be like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Especially there when the offer did hit 20 million and Rick paused. He had to think about it. Then he says, no, I'm not for sale. And it was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it was the money. I think it was more that he was stopping. Like, I don't believe you think that this is something you can actually do. Right. That money can buy me out of this, right. out of my marriage and my soon-to-be family. That could be. But then we get a flashback. And we see Lila dressed in a white gown. And you think, hmm, is this a wedding? That's what I thought, especially when the mom brings in. I thought it was a brooch, but it, it could have been like a hair thing. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. Talking about, oh, what was it? Old, new, borrowed, and blue. That's for weddings. So I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then thinking back to, you know, the dad saying, I would just be happy to have a grandchild. I'm like, oh, maybe she got married and got divorced or something. Right. But before the parents come in, Catalina tells Lila to listen to your own voice and what's in your heart. And you kind of go, hmm, that doesn't sound like a wedding. See, again, I was thinking it was like a weird, like, almost business relationship wedding. Right. So I didn't think anything of it. True. And with that family, it sure could have been. Right? So weird. Yeah. But as she starts to have second thoughts, her mother stomps out of the room, and dear old dad goes into reminiscing mode and tells her, a story of her first ride on a horse to remind her of how strong she actually is. Kind of go, hmm, what's going on here? (laughs) Again, I just kept thinking, maybe she's doing this to save her parents' business or something. Right. 
not thinking anything of it and, until things got weirder. Yeah, because Lila finally agrees to go down, and it's not a wedding. It's a party for Lila's first purge. Yeah, just before, was it the eve of her 18th birthday? Right. Wow. Yeah. This is what we do? Okay. Now, I have a feeling it wasn't on purge night. I was thinking it was not either. Right. And you kind of go, whoa, that's just downright uh, (laughs) wrong. I mean, it's bad enough on purge night, but if you're doing this on a non-purge night, it's murder. It's still murder. I was really confused when they brought in the guest of honor. Right. And sat him down and gave him a nice little uh, last meal, I guess. Well, he got to look at it at least. (laughs) It just didn't make sense to me what they were doing. I'm like, what is happening? Right. And then they bring in the tray to Lila that had a gun and a knife. and Was that like a vial of poison? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was... She got to choose how to, which way she wanted to go to killing. Well, I guess if she would have went poison, he could have eaten that meal. Right. And that's probably why they brought the meal out, was just in case she decided to go poison. Uh, it was just like, what is going on? Yeah. And everyone, you know, as she's sitting there, like, trying to to do this, and they're just, like, so happy and cheering for her when it's all said and done. I'm like, what is going on? This is how messed up the NFFA is. This is scary. If they yeah. do this to their kids, this organization needs to be removed immediately. <laughs> they do not need to be in power of the United States. That's for darn sure. Yeah, that was... Wow. And Lila picks the gun, points it at the man, hesitates for a little while, not too long, and pulls the trigger. You go, okay, this is not quite the mentally unstable Lila that we thought we knew. <laughs> or, or maybe this is, is what it? caused the mental instability <laughs> yeah. in her. I don't know. I mean, after seeing her bribe Rick, it's kind of like, no, she's a Stanton through and through and is just trying to manipulate her way into getting what she wants. And then, I mean, even when... uh we have the neighbor's wife pounding on the door. Right. And Rick's like, go back to your house, go back. And and suddenly she just says, he's dead. Okay, he was in here. He tried to kill a pregnant woman. He's dead. What is wrong with you? Right. You have no empathy? I mean, no. They, God. The NFFA do not have empathy for anybody. Obviously. It was wow. not cool. No. <laughs> and her reasoning was, well, she died knowing that her husband was dead. Like, that mattered? Right. Like, how is that better? Yeah, that's not better. <laughs> oh, this girl. She's got some major issues. Right. So, of course, they keep hearing noises in the house. So they... I was thinking, who the hell got in now? Right. I was, too. And Rick goes downstairs to look around, pulls out his gun, but sets it on the table, turns around, and Lila's there. With that big-ass paddle. Yeah. Now, who... I mean, I knew... No, you know what? I seen that on that wall. Right. In the guest room, and it had Greek letters on it. So, I'm assuming it was, like, from his fraternity, because I don't think sororities do that. Right. (laughs) But 
just because it was just in frame a couple times too many, I'm like, that's going to end up coming into play, isn't yeah, it? Sure is. And it did. And she just beats him with that paddle. Yeah, I thought she was going to break something for real. Uh, yeah, I did too. And then she sees the gun on the table and grabs it and puts it in Rick's face. And thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, Jenna happens to come down and it's like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Because I thought it was all going to go down and she would never know what happened. Right. Yeah. Lila would have made up the story that Rick try- was trying to kill her and she just happened to get the gun away from him or turned it on him. And that's how right. he ended up not getting killed. But Jenna even goes as far as saying that, yes, her and Lila can be together and she still loves her. And and this is where I was saying earlier, it was messed up because Lila's like, our baby. And Rick's like, it's not your kid. Right. Listen, crazy lady, you don't have any part that makes her be pregnant. Okay. No. <laughs> like, uh, it doesn't work like that. No. Oh, my God. She just was irking me so much at this point. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. And just as she pulls the trigger, the shot misses because Jenna's got a knife in her body. Jenna found that knife that was in Rick's jacket. Yeah. Which I'm still looking at it going, okay, they could probably sell it for a pretty penny. Oh, hell yes. And thankfully, she had that on her to take Lila down. Yep. Because Lila was just like, no, you'll forgive me, I'm sure. What? Holy crap, what is happening? Right. Now, you would think with a knife that big and getting stabbed in the rib cage, it should have punctured a lung at the very least. So, hopefully Lila is dead and we won't see her again, but stranger things have happened. But we didn't even get a moment to really try to breathe. No. <laughs> because the next thing you know, they hear security system disarmed. What? Yeah. What the hell? You guys need like a panic room. All right. I, obviously, which we'll get to what happens next. But the fact that that happened right after Lila died, assuming she's dead. Right. I really think she is. Yeah. But I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, oh, thanks for giving me a chance to breathe. Right. Now we got something else that could put us in major jeopardy. Our right? security system has failed or something. Better go hide up in an attic. I don't know. Something. Right. Well, let's head over to Miguel and Penelope. They actually make it safely to Pete's place, and he's actually happy to see them. I was starting to worry. Yeah. And unfortunately, pancakes isn't on the menu, and Miguel goes to into the back to find some snacks. And so, a creep recognizes the robe Penelope is wearing and begins to harass her. He just seemed off. Oh, absolutely, he did. But yeah, what you're in this place that's supposed to be safe, and what the hell are you doing? Right. You're like, hey, why don't we go out back and I can finish you off. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is not a safe person in a safe place. You got a lunatic in your building, Pete. Right? And just about as he grabs Penelope to take her out back, Miguel shows up 
And uh, Pete comes up and tells the creep he's about to be booted out. Well, he should have booted him out. Exactly. But Pete tells Penelope there are some clothes in the back and she should find some and get out of that robe. Good idea. Should have mentioned that as soon as you saw her, Pete. Right. Now, once Penelope has changed, Pete has her come into his office and you kind of go, uh-oh. But it's not a bad thing. Pete well, reveals- is it? Yeah. <laughs> Pete reveals to Penelope that Tavis is paid by the NFFA to recruit hopeless kids in order to remove them on purge night. Yeah. And uh, we call it from day one. Yeah, this woman is being funded by the NFFA. But it really starts to like put this little wiggling in my brain that makes me it's like i know i have a question in there about how are they picking these disposable people and is it just because they're addicts or in jail or is it something more like did they target penelope for being an omf no i don't think so i think it's the whole reason for the purge is so the government won't have to spend as much money on social medicine, basically taking care of the poor. Mm-hmm. And that's well, why- that I knew. It just it, it felt like something more, right? And that's why I said I just got that little little wriggling in the brain right, right. now. Like and, I yeah, feel I like would- there's a puzzle that I'm putting together and I don't see it yet. Right, and you could be right. I kind of doubt that the NFFA put out their list of OMFs to all their people that they're paying to gather the collectors and the Tavises of this country the and world. saying, here's the ones that you really shouldn't touch. <laughs> they're leaving it up to them to pick who who they grab. Oh. And of course, Penelope pocket, though. Yeah, doesn't want to believe it at all. And then we see the creep head into the bathroom. I thought something was going to happen in the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, great. What's going to happen at Pete's now all of a sudden? Right. Is he going to blow up, a, explode a bomb or something? Right. Eh, just as bad. He pulls out the parts of a three-dimensional printed gun and assembles it. Okay, who's he after? Again, I'm like, wait a second. We just find out about Tavis and the NFFA, and then this guy's doing that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Joe sits down to, next to Miguel. You go, what and starts hell? chatting him up. And I'm like, okay. Where's he doing? Are they I was wondering that too. First? And now, well, I mean, that's what he said, right? Yeah. He was going to take him somewhere safe. And now he's at Pete's place, which is supposed to be somewhere safe. I still didn't feel it. No. Now, of course, Miguel tells him that he saved his sister, and Joe tells Miguel, well, he's just doing his own thing. You okay? I know. When he said that, though, I'm like, I don't know if this is a good thing. Right. It was a red flag, because if Joe was saving people, he'd go, well, that's great. I've saved a couple myself tonight. Right. But no, he's doing his own thing, and then he walks away while thanking him for his service. And that just made me like kind of look at Joe going, I don't 
think this is where I wanted it to go. No, not at all. Of course, the creep comes out of the bathroom and heads straight to Pete, but Miguel sees him and is able to tackle him before he's able to get a shot off. That was a leap, not a tackle. That was a leap. That was a flying tackle. There, you you could do it that way. That was a WWE move. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, I think there's some football players that can take take a few pointers from you right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Of course, while all this is going on with the creep, Penelope takes the opportunity to call Tavis. And that's when Joe's looking at her. I'm going, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm letting my fears run away that time of year. Right. And maybe he he really wanted to get his hands on Tavis because he knows that she's doing bad things. Right. It didn't look that way. (laughs) No. And, of course, the creep gets tossed out of Pete's place, and both he and Miguel notice that Penelope is not around. Yeah, great. Because suddenly Pete goes, maybe I shouldn't have told her. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's great. Now you think of this. Yeah. And we see Penelope sneaking out of the bar to wait for the bus. And, of course, she's kind of... Trying to walk down the street as inconspicuously as she can. Yeah, that's so super easy. Yeah. On a night like this. I thought the guy in the bar then was going to end up grabbing her. Right, absolutely. Man, they just were setting it where you didn't know where it was going. Right. And eventually Tavis arrives and Penelope tries to convince her friends on the bus to leave and reveals what she has learned about Tavis. Oh, but man, she was sweet-talking, wasn't she? Oh, you know it. She's like, you just lost your way. I knew you weren't ready. I'm like, oh my God, don't fall for it, Penny. Don't do it. Right. And out of nowhere, smack down as she punches Tavis in the face. And the bus driver grabbed her, and I was like, oh crap. Right. And then out of nowhere, Joe shows up and shoots the driver and then shoots Tavis. And you go, I was surprised. I'm like, okay, is he going to tell him, tell her to get on the bus and get everybody out? Right. Please. But no, he grabs Penelope and puts her in the van. Right. Because he's like, we're going to go someplace safe. But the bar is safe. Right. He was having none of that at this point, and I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. Is she bait? Who knows? Now, of course, Miguel gets outside just in time to see Joe putting her in the van and runs after it, but, of course, he's unable to catch it. Oh, my God. Now what? He just got his sister back, and she had to go get all all froggy, go outside. Damn it. You just go, what the hell is going on? And it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. Because, hello, Joe, this makes zero sense to me. Right. And, of course, this is the biggest plot twist of the season. Because Joe's not putting them somewhere safe. He's holding them captive. Yes, because they all had duct tape on their face. Yeah. Including and Jane and the other two people that he saved. And you remember when we heard the security system going off? Yeah. He was at Rick and Jenna's. Handcuffed. Well, actually, not even handcuffed. They were, like, chained. Right. 
Yeah, you first see Rick, and he's on this pavement with the handcuff and chain around him. And then we see him just dragging Jenna. Yeah. Well, I thought I see Lila there, too. Yeah. Like he dragged her out, realized she was dead, and then kind of went past. I was like, oh, my God. He's got these people chained, got them covered with duct tape. It's like, holy crap. Right. What does this mean? Yeah. And how is Miguel going to be able to track this guy down? Pete's got to help him now. That's the only way this is going to end well for anybody. Right. Is Pete's got to call in a whole lot more than he did before. Now, I don't know if you can call Joe a collector. Could he be working for the NFFA as well? And instead of taking him to Flesh Town, he's doing the business himself? I don't know, because this is what is so confusing. Because we do get like a preview really quick. Right. Which I'm I'm assuming everybody has seen. Where basically just Joe saying, it's my right. I'm putting you on trial. Right. So now trying to figure out, first of all, how was he able to find everybody? Especially when the people that, that we started with weren't all in the place where they started originally. Right. Okay. Yeah. So how, how did, did he, he find know people? where they were? How did he get, was able to disable Rick and Jenna's security system? Maybe he is working for the NFFA. They would be. Well, he also got in to get Jane. Yeah, I know. Because we got past that security system. Right. It's really confusing. It's like, all right, is there some kind of connection that we don't know? Right. And then like that couple that he had found in the store that were dead, he seemed really upset about. Right. But he was en route to them. So was he going to grab them and put them on trial? Apparently. It's like, it's so weird with him. Like, I wasn't trusting him at first. And then it looked like he was going a whole different route. Right. And then now I'm like, I really have no clue what the hell is going on with him. Right. So it's really, really weird. Yeah, the last two episodes ought to be something else. Yeah, it's going to be confusing is what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But seriously, just, I don't know, off the top of your head, what do you think that from the, who we've seen, Rick and Jenna and Jane, at least, and the random woman who was in the the home invasion, what do they all have in common? That's a really good question. I mean, I could almost see Rick and Jenna and Jane being associated with the NFFA because we knew that Jane's boss was originally going to the Stanton party. So he's got to be NFFA. Mm-hmm. So if you work for somebody for, that's NFFA, I can see him assuming that, yeah, Jane is too. But like you said earlier, it could, she may have had something to do with him losing his job. But you got the random lady in the house that he knew of. Then the guy that was getting beat up. Right. Cause he's in there too. I forgot. Yeah. And that there's, that's just some random guy. I think I may be wrong. It made it seem like a lot of these people that he found were completely random. Right. And weren't. So this is really to, weird. Well, unless the main thread is none of them were trying to do anything to help people or stop it. 
That's I don't know because it turns out that, <laughs> well, Jane was. I don't know. This is so weird, and I yeah. I just want to know what the string is that ties them all together. Right. Well, we're gonna find out because we only got two episodes left. Well, we and, think we'll find out. Yeah, that's true. We may not. That might be. Wow, what a cliffhanger that would be. <laughs> that would be what they would do to screw with us. Yeah, not knowing if we have any more coming or not. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I don't know. This was crazy. I loved it, but it was crazy. Yeah. Wow. I think it hit us with an uppercut that we didn't see coming. Right? Well, what do you all think about it? Why don't you shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know your theories on this whole thing because I'm lost. Like, I told you my theory and it's barely a theory. Right. So, I, I don't know. I'm really lost But what could be happening while you're at it. If you check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com, you can check out our contacts page there and shoot us a message through any of those means as well. And, of course, we always ask you to rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show. And when you're watching the show, no matter which showing you're watching, make sure you tweet and hashtag the show because that might get us more different storylines then. Right. So we know what's happening for the future, possibly. Not not promising. I wish I could. Yeah. But this is crazy. So, wow. I It's going to take me at least the week for my mind to kind of wrap around this one. Yeah. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. Maybe you should start with firing the help. And until next time.